This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Did you know that Radio 2KY, now Sky Sports Radio, was the first station in the world to broadcast Parliament? Wow. What an amazing start to the podcast. Chris Welcome. Bowen fact. What about <laughs> that, James? How good is it? <laughs> that was very good. Very, very short notice, too, I've uh, I've called, asked you to come up with that one. Mm. Look, you're listening to a Media Week podcast. This is uh, sort of a joint Media Week EFTM podcast, if you like. Um, Trevor Long, Chris Bowen, welcome. Thanks for having us, mate. It's great to be here. We're not in the man cave as we traditionally are, but it's good to be in your cave. Just, warning, just a warning in case anyone, like, goes to the EFTM podcast, we swear. So it won't be like that here. No. But just in case you jump across and go, that's a bit out of the ordinary. Because you have a language warning on yeah. the EFTM podcast, yeah. don't you? Uh, you know what? It, it it kind of is now just a funny thing. But originally it was because I, uh, you remember I had Your Tech Life and I, I ended Your Tech Life and I made that podcast stream. So all the audiences started to just immediately get the EFTM show. And I thought, what if they're listening with their kids in the car, right? And also, whenever there's language, nudity or whatever on television, mm. it's a legal requirement to put a warning on. So, frankly, why shouldn't it be the case with a podcast? So we have a nice little warning, which mm. clearly makes it uh, obvious that it's not really for the kiddies. So, yeah, no swearing in this podcast. In fact, it would be like being back on the radio again, Trev. Good good times. <laughs> of course, um, long-time listeners to and long-time sufferers of the Media Week podcast <laughs> would be very familiar with uh, Trevor. Long-time radio listeners, of course, would be uh, very familiar. Can we call you the Bowen? Is that, Feel is that free, okay? is that yes. That has been uh, my nickname for a long time. Now, um, long time uh, working at uh, 2GB. That's right. I mean, it was basically uh, from 18 to the age of 36. It was a huge part of my life. Uh, straight out of school, walked into 2GB, and it was a, they were good good days mostly. Yeah, and of course, the two of you had worked together at uh, 2GB for quite a while too. Yeah, right? we, we first crossed paths in the very early days. Uh, yeah, that's in right. In 1997, 98. See, I think it was 98, and I came across Trevor sitting in the newsroom in a corner wearing a hat. He was known as Hat Boy back then, <laughs> drinking a two liter bottle of Coca Cola. He yep. loved his Coca Cola, and mm-hmm. he was in the sports department and, and eventually he gave me a leg up, which is where our relationship started. That sounds inappropriate. But <laughs> in terms help, of work. I helped him get more than just work experience, yes. is what he's saying. Because yes. back in the day, that's what you did. You, I did a lot just, of work experience. You just did whatever shifts you could. I did uh, David Tapp's sports show. Mm. I did John Harker on the weekends. And you just did whatever show you could because you just wanted to be seen. And mm. it still was a good strategy. It <laughs> worked out well for us. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And look where you both ended up. What are you trying to say? <laughs> wow. Look, our lives, wow. are, our lives are pretty good at the moment, James. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get to that. No, <laughs> absolutely. Now, look, for people who haven't heard the EFTM podcast, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a wild ride. Mm. It is. It's gone, to me, I mean, it started about a year ago. Yeah, it'd be 50 episodes. So, yeah, just it, given we haven't done every single week, it'd be probably yeah. a bit over a year. So, mm. the, the quick history is Trevor used to have his own a tech yep. podcast. They yep. decided, look, I'll drop that. I'll do the, an EFTM podcast. The reason I dropped it was colleagues. because, mate, I was, at the time I was doing um, Talking Lifestyle. You know, I was doing every night of the week, I was doing a tech show where I took calls. And Your Tech Life, my podcast, was a tech show where I took calls. And I thought, oh, why am I, you know, why am I wasting my time, to be honest? Um, you know, finding these calls, returning it to emails and ringing people up and helping them on a podcast when I could just direct them all to the radio. So I directed them all to the radio Cancel the podcast, mm. which turned out to be a really stupid thing to do because then they killed the radio station. And I've now got no <laughs> tech podcast other than Two Bikes Talking Tech. But because that was such a like, I did that for seven, eight years. I had a reasonable audience, and I just put, I just did a little message. You know, this is the end of it, mm-hmm. and from next week it'll be a different show. And we just came up with a bunch of stings 
from uh, Rob Locke, who used to work with the 2GB. He's a good good um, part of the team. Mm. Created a bunch of stings and, and intros, and we just turned on the mics and started doing an EFTM show, which was always starts with tech. You'll notice it always starts with tech because I think of, of its heritage, and then we go into cars, and then we go downhill from there. Well, mm. it starts with tech eventually. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we get there eventually. Car. I mean, essentially, it is just how we talk to each other every day outside of the podcast. Yeah. I mean, we try and be as natural as we can be, and I think – that translates well to, uh, you know, we have a fair degree of listeners now, which is which is great. We get a lot of feedback about it. In the same sense, James, and we've talked about EFTM over the years, in the same sense that EFTM is for blokes primarily, but anyone can read it, same with the podcast. Mm. As long as, you know, you've, you've got the filter of I wouldn't let my son listen to it because of the swearing, mm. um, there's, there's no audience segment. It's clearly, you know, blokes talking about bloke stuff, so blokes will primarily enjoy it more than others, but... Lots of lots of ladies listening enjoy it and send emails and stuff. So it's not specifically for blokes, but mm. yeah, it's bloke stuff, and we'll 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 talk about our our lives mm. and the stupid things we come across in the same way that we've grown up in talkback radio. Yeah. Uh, literally, we grew up. I had my 18th birthday at Two GB. Mm. Um, you grew up like we literally grew up in talk radio, which is completely opposite to most normal human beings. Yeah, and for me, an extension of that was even growing up with it in terms of childhood. I mean, I was listening to talk back from the age of eight. Mm. Um, for some reason, I always had a fascination with it. So it's just Which is radio. where the fact come from. Exactly. Radio <laughs> has just been with me my whole life. Bad parenting, huh? Yeah, the exactly. Fact, <laughs> the, had to hide the, away listening to little transistor radio. <laughs> the fact at the start of each podcast... Mm comes because this bloke's a massive John Laws fan. Yeah, well, Lawsy gives a bit of trivia at the start of his show and has done for as long as he's been on air, as far as I'm aware. So mm. basically, I stole it from John Laws, that whole concept. <laughs> Not the first person. <laughs> I, w- I want to talk a little bit about the EFTM business and, and what you guys have been up to yep. this year, mm. uh, what your plans are. But I'll just give you, for the listeners, to give a little feedback. Look, if, if you, you need to check out the EFTM podcast, it's great fun. Uh, the It started like a like a try, runaway train. It was just an amazing listen those first couple of months. <laughs> then you seemed to sort of... You, we toned you, it back? You toned it back, you yeah. pulled it back, because you were experimenting, I guess, with the format mm. and stuff like that. But then more recently, it's gone, for me, I've got a little bit of that feel from the early days mixed in with, with toning it back. So yeah. I, I feel like you may be in a space now that you're happy with. Oh, I think we, we had a couple of things early on, because the problem is with these things is there's no... It's not like we get paid through the grill for the podcast, you know mm, what I mean? Like mm. it's, there's no actual financial incentive to make it work. And so you're sitting there going, are we doing the right thing? And Bowen and I, obviously, radio is just in our blood. Mm. And we thought, should this, like we're getting good feedback, mm. like really good feedback. We thought, should this be a radio show? Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, should we be talking to Triple M about it? And mm. so we literally went no swearing. Okay, radio, let's tone it back and then let's do a few episodes in case we ever wanted to, you know, run a demo out. And to be honest, most of the feedback was, boys... We much preferred it the way it was. Mm. So we brought, we didn't go crazy, but we just went a little bit back to what we were doing. And yeah, I think we realized that that was, that's the the more, a pod, the great thing about a podcast is you're not governed by ACMA. Mm. So you can kind of say those things. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. And I, I'm quite proud of the fact that we got a warning at the start of the show so that we can happily do it. And people can just enjoy it in the car or wherever they're listening. And I think it works. I listened back to the odd podcast. And during that period, it, it did sound like we were running a filter across ourselves. So it wasn't yeah. coming across as natural, which was our original intent. So I yeah. think, I mean, we did start off, as you said, like a runaway freight train. We're not quite like that <laughs> no. now, but we are, I mean, we're swearing again, basically. We're, we're swearing again. dropping and the old F-bomb and, and, also and that the like and of, inappropriate topics. But you not, know, talkback radio is a different medium. Um, yeah. It's also 
often right bias and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, we are, we use that filter on essentially a lot of the topics as well. Yeah. So, and they're everyday things. So it's, it's, it's blokes talking about tech, cars and lifestyle, everything we do on the website, but also the things like the plastic bag band was just, you know, it went mm. crazy on Talkback Radio, but we also had a lot of fun with it because it was real. It was in our lives. Mm. We go to the shops. So why wouldn't you talk about that kind of thing? Because people are downloading every week. Mm. These are not shows that people are downloading you know, and binging at some point. Mm. If they're not listening every week, they're listening when they can. So yeah, just keep it simple, keep it real. And that's what we try and do. And I think that comes through pretty clearly because we're pretty harsh on each other, mm. pretty harsh on each other. Um, and we have a lot of fun. You know, John Boy, uh, we'll talk about John, but John came into the the fold a while ago and we thought, should he be part of the show? And we tried a couple where there was all of us. It was a bit, it was just, it was probably a bit too busy. Mm. And then there's times when, you know, Jeff's got a, a full-time job, so very hard to do the podcast and I'm trying not to do it at night. So you have these scheduling things. We, mm. We're still experimenting. Mm. We're, we're still experimenting to the point where we haven't even nailed our final gear. I've probably spent $5,000 <laughs> on microphones and headphones yeah. and just going, what's our ultimate yeah. setup, mm. right? And we've literally had several. And even now that we've just bought some pretty expensive gear, mm. we're probably going to go back one step and go, those mics were better. So we're still mucking around because it's fun. It's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. No, you two boys are certainly the stars. <laughs> Listen, you said you bought some pretty expensive gear. Have, yeah. you, have you started using it yet? Because well, my, my one comment is, and, and you made this about yeah. Media Week's podcast, yeah. you know what? what I'm going to say, yeah, then, don't you? Mm. Yeah. yeah. You, you blow my ears out yeah. sometimes. It's hard to control. So, yeah, spot on. The The problem was I built, when I moved into the home that I live in now and will live in forever because I'm never moving again, <laughs> I built a man cave. Uh, I built a radio studio, right? Mm. I drilled, you know, mic plugs and headphone plugs into the desk mm. and I bought a $1,600 iPad controlled mixer and, you know, $800 microphones and it sounds exceptional. Um, but it wasn't portable. Um, it was set up for me to run. Whereas I, I like the fact that Bowen, Bowen spent a long period of his life pushing the buttons on one of the biggest radio shows in the country. Mm. So why wouldn't he control that stuff? And so we then moved to a thing where, oh, you do that, but not familiar to him to use an iPad to control. So, mm. well, I was trying to use a, just a little zoom control, zoom uh, recorder with mic inputs, but they're dials, not, yep. not, uh, faders. Uh, we bought a mixer, which has faders, and it's like, that's perfect, but then we're having problems with head. It's just been a bit of a bit of a mishmash. Mm. We don't have an engineer, right? Mm. But we have literally just taken delivery of the new Rode Procaster, the new mixer. Um, which you reviewed recently. Well, I, 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 I announced it on, the, you, on the website, yeah, yeah, but okay. this will be the first review. Have we got um, a price yet for that? No, I don't have an official price, but my guess is seven to, uh, six mm. to $700. Like, so no cash has changed hands for this piece of gear. <laughs> no, it's a review unit. That's a review unit. Yeah, it won't be a boomerang. Yeah. There's no chance of getting it. <laughs> <laughs> no chance of it leaving our, our current office that we've Mr. just moved into. Mr. Rode, Mr. Freeman. Yeah. No, mate, it's good luck. Just good luck. We had a little play with it just before we got here, actually. It's extraordinary. Let me tell you. It really is. Anyone listening who's yeah. in podcasting yeah. who does their own thing yeah. it's it's it'll be the best investment you make yeah. like i spent 10 years ringing people on skype on mm. my computer piped in and using all these backwards methods to make phone calls we paired my my mobile phone with bluetooth to this mixer and mm. made a phone call and had it in the desk it was phenomenal in just seconds mm. so mate it's a game changer for podcasting so by the time you publish this probably my review will be at ftm.com and, and a full video as well because it will be a game changer for podcasting and that's like that's what's so exciting is there's still that stuff going on tech it's it's in the little, our little world it's in our bubble of podcasting so yeah that's going to be good so hopefully James I, I don't want to go off but I, I reckon the the next couple of weeks we're going to get to the point where we found our 
found it perfectly, oh, and you'll great. be very happy with the audio quality. Because yeah. I'm a stickler for it. I'm annoyed that it's not perfect. Mm. So you wouldn't put it on the radio. Mm. Some of the stuff we put out, you wouldn't put on the radio. So yeah. that's our new benchmark. It's our mantra. Okay. Uh, just talk a little bit about the year personally for you guys. Trevor, it's been quite a while since we had a bit of an in-depth with you. It was mm. probably after you'd left SBS yep. and you were talking about your, your business model going forward yep. and you had your different things. So you had nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did um, Talking Lifestyle, yep. which you've, you've since closed down. You know? Well, I didn't close it down, <laughs> they did. I was in no, Trevor didn't pull the pin. Freaking Barcelona, um, I got did. a call. <laughs> and um, now, now you've gone, you know, you've supercharged EFTM, yep. if you like. So you've still got all the nine Still going strong yeah, there so on today. Um, uh, you know, obviously, I still do nine as often as they'll call, um, and that's that's a staple for me in terms of the media work that I do. Big um, turnover there recently in management. No, no dramas no, for you. They I mean, made obviously, I don't know sailing. if they've announced the new EP, but um, yeah, they have. They did it today. Okay, yeah. so you say the word because I don't. Uh, want to Steve. Say, okay. Steve. Is it Burling? I just didn't know if he was breaking news here on the podcast. I didn't know if he was doing that whole bait thing. He goes, oh, you've been a gotcha moment, is it? Yeah, I thought thought he'd be like, oh, yeah, He's the new head of morning TV. I was going to say, like, so Burlow's a good bloke, and then you're like, I gotcha. (laughs) Um, So Burlow's been on a current affair now for a while, and he was at today before that. Um, I don't know. You know, it is a personality game, so. Hopefully, you know, it stays very similar. But you but deliver the content, don't you? I mean, you travel the world. Pretty you, comfortable. You, yeah, I'm pretty confident. You're feeding them stuff. I think you've got to get to a point in my career where I'm pretty cocky, but I'm pretty comfortable that I am I can turn a segment mm. around for them in 24 hours. They can mm. ring me today about a segment tomorrow, and I can make it happen for them. I make, I hopefully, the reputation within the building is that I make it light work for the producers. Uh, I literally, you know, try and script it for them and give them everything they need to do. So, yeah, hopefully there's just no question about that. But, you know, I don't rely on that at any way, shape or form. Current affairs still still a good thing for me. We do a lot of work with Lauren Lauren Goldman there. She's um you know she does a heap of heap of tech style stories. Got a thing on this week. So that so nine's still a big thing. Um, uh, radio I still despite the fact I'm not doing a nightly show I'm still doing like you know fifty stations a week because I do the Triple M network um, as well as a bunch of regional and metro stations like Brisbane and Perth. So I still do a bunch. I probably do thirteen radio interviews every Tuesday. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm still doing those staple things which keep. I guess me at the forefront of the tech world's minds, which then feeds into you know what EFTM has become. So you do it for a mix of um, financial reward and and brand awareness of you. And, primarily, and primarily it's it's Trevor Long brand awareness because it's not okay. it doesn't even really fit into EFTM because it started before EFTM. So it's weird now for me to say, you know, hey Burlow, can we mention mm. EFTM? That's just stupid. Like, no, I was thinking of all the radio happen. stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, the thing is, whenever I'm on the radio, I'm talking about things that I've written. Mm-hmm. So this week I'm talking about a you know silly little picture frame that's a wireless charger. Well, you know, when they say to me, oh, that sounds interesting, I say you can see photos and you can mm. see the link at EFTM.com. That, mate, it doesn't actually do anything great for traffic, but it's branding again. So when people either see the logo or hear about it, they'll come across it. It'll be somewhat familiar for them. So And people will keep sending you picture frames. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, if the gear <laughs> stops coming in, mate, we stop writing about it. Yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's, the number of couriers we get, James, is just remarkable. <laughs> yeah, no, there's some funny <laughs> yeah. stories about the couriers on their and so, um, website. I, I guess... The, um, I guess the, yeah, there is. <laughs> this was like this last week, wasn't it? Just walked in. <laughs> That's right. He just left. Um, but we were driving. I think what you're getting at is where, where the announcement that you made on, on Media Week earlier in the year. Um, we were literally driving to Vegas earlier in the year because every year we go to Las Vegas for CES. Big show for me, massive, a lot of media commitments. And I realized several years ago that my media commitments meant that I couldn't do what kind of EFTM needed. So I brought all the boys so that we could mm. just make more content and also just make video content, which we, you know, Lots, lots of cool things. And we're driving along and I, 
I'd always wanted to find a way to, to kind of make it happen, but I'd never really articulated it. And so I, I don't, I don't know that I felt that the boys didn't want to be involved any longer at the, you know, free, just doing work and writing articles for nothing. And, you know, sure, but you get, Bowen gets to drive a car every week for, for nothing, but it doesn't, where's it going? Mm. And I, that's what I said to him. I said, listen, on July 1, in the new financial year, I'll, I'll start a new company and the new company will be EFTM and that will be where all the business goes through EFTM. It doesn't include, obviously, my personal speaking work and Channel 9 stuff, but the new company, anything I do for that is EFTM-based and anything we can grow will be will be run through that. And I'll I'll acknowledge the original shareholders, the original founders, Damien and Nick, as shareholders, as well as all the current crew. And, you know, there'll be a bit of equity. And, you know, Bowen made this point to me. In fact, got me started most thinking about it because of car advice. You'd spend a bit of time with yeah. our boards from car advice. Mm. And I think Al Balls had actually said to you, mate, you've got to get equity. Yeah. And I have no drama with that. I have full respect. You know, Bowen's put in a bunch of work. Damien and Jeff put in a heap of work for a couple of years. Jeff's written over 500 articles. The bloke, like, these guys have done it for nothing. I've never earned a cent directly from writing articles on EFTM, but obviously there's money coming in. Mm. And so I went, well, look, it's a silly little thing, but you all get some equity in the joint so that if, you know, Hugh Marks suddenly discovers I do more than the Today Show or just discovers me full stop because he probably doesn't know I exist. <laughs> hey, Hugh, love your work, buddy. Fairfax, what a good move. <laughs> good luck um, with that. <laughs> then, and, you know, some money comes in, then we split it up. Like, it, it's proper. So yeah. that it felt good to me to do that. Um, and it also meant that we were it was a real thing. And so I could say to the boys, what are we going to do? And then from there it's moved in even bigger we've got an office and Bowen's, Bowen's getting paid and yeah it's been a it's been a big year mm. Bowen you had a bit of an interesting experiment this year over at News Corp I think now, yeah you're that's working, right working was at the Miranda Divine yeah I mean I had a transitional period after leaving 2GB and uh, so I, when did you qu- go leave GB I left at the end of uh, 2017 no sorry when was it no it was no, March 2017 okay. it was so I had a couple of months off because we had the arrival of our son Henry and then I was approached by News Corp who came up with the idea to do a live internet show streaming an internet show with Miranda Devine one of their columnists so that was at 4 o'clock in the afternoon We'd I'd just go in three days a week at around midday and help produce the show and then panel it it was a it was a difficult experience because we were essentially using a TV studio to try and pump out a radio program which then morphed into not just a streaming radio program but also we streamed it in terms of visual so that's their third floor studio. Is that right? That's right. Building? Yeah. yeah. So we're using cameras and I was dealing with directors and all sorts of different producers. So look, it, it was good. It was a fun experiment. And, uh, look, Miranda's a lovely woman. I got along with her very well. She was very supportive of what I was doing for her. And, um, yeah, look, uh, walking into a newspaper office was just something completely new to me after leaving a radio station. And it really made me aware of that kind of bubble I'd been existing in for a long, long time. I mean, News Corp's enormous. I mean, we're talking about five or six levels there. There's mm. 3,000 people working in that building. So it was a real eye-opener. And uh, as far as I know, she's still doing that podcast and um, it, it was getting uh, good numbers. I don't think it's live anymore, though. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, yeah. he kept doing – he was still doing EFTM mm. uh, as he had been even when it was GB, you know, we're just, mm. just reviewing cars and things. And yeah. because – Again, you, you work your way up and you're doing more stuff. We were getting invites to stuff. So Bowen would mm. be going to launches, you know, whether mm. it's one day here, one day there, even internationally. And God, i got to say from the outside, I never had anything to do with other than I see Miranda at the Today Show. Mm. She was unbelievably supportive of, mm. of Chris being able to go, hey, do you know what? Even though you're only on three days a week, I need two of those off this mm. week. And uh, Yeah, sorry, I'm off to the States or yeah. Madrid. Which was, or somewhere uh, was else. Super, <laughs> super good yeah. uh, flexibility, but... It also, I guess we, we kind of got to a point where we went, yeah. it, it is taking the mickey a bit, mm. uh, pushing it that far. Mm. And that's when I said, look, I, I don't know. I think 
I think we can make something out of it. I look, yeah. and I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's too much to say, but I just said, mate, you tell me how much you're getting mm. like in the hand, and all I can do is say I can get you that amount. I can't. There's no way I'm paying him what he's worth. Mm. No, no way I'm paying him what a someone mm. else who would do the job is worth. No, no bones about that. But mm. we were able. EFTM as a business was able to replace that role with something that you know hopefully is a bit more in, in in line with what we want to do in the future and what Chris wants to do in the future. Exactly right. And it's worked out well. I mean, I, I didn't think it would unfold this way so quickly, but it has, and uh, we really are going through a good period at the moment. Okay. We've got an office, so he's got somewhere to go every day. Because mm. I think I, I worked out early on, I struggle at home. Yeah. I struggle to sit down and just have the motivation to write. Yeah. So having a place to go, turn on the aircon and turn on the lights and, you know, just sit there and turn out content mm. has been good. But you know, I think that that helps for Bowen, but it also I means it's it's part of the future, right? We, yeah. I can sit there and we can write as many articles as we want, but EFTM is not going to pay his salary, my salary, and rent on a website. So it's all about the behind the scenes stuff. A lot of stuff people will never see, mm. but it's also all about growing video. So we built a whole studio area in the office so I can make videos much quicker and easier. I don't have to clean my office before I make a video when I review something, <laughs> which sounds stupid, but it's a big deal to mm. have to wipe your desk clean and do a video. Mm. People, there's a lot of companies that need videos made for retail training programs that you'll never see, but you know, the staff at JB Hi-Fi see them because they learn about a product because I teach them about it in a 30, 60, 60 second videos. And these things are valuable for businesses and I can do them easy because it's kind of what I do and yeah, set up a studio for that. So I can just turn on the lights now, set up a camera, yep. make the video content and that's kind of what helps the, the money come in and pay the bills while we get to do cool stuff. I mean, I've said it to Bowen and I mm. have a problem saying it, we're, we're a website with an office. It's weird. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the website is a front. The website is a front for mm. all the other stuff that I do and that, that we do behind the scenes. It's just a nice outlet for people to be able to see what we're doing when, when it's public stuff. Yeah. One of the fun things about the podcast is hearing about um, the way you work and um, particularly when you go on your trips. Yeah. Um, you go on a lot of tech trips, Bowen, you get to go and test a lot of cars mm. in, um, in interesting places. Mm. Um, just just give us a bit of a summary. Let's start with you, Bowen. Yeah. I mean, what are some of the places you've been this year? And um, Wow. I mean, I've been to Bangkok. I've been to Madrid. Obviously, the United States trip. We're in Berlin. We've been to Sweden. Uh, all sorts of places. And, and that was a combination of cars. And we did a bit of a technology show in Berlin called IFA, okay. uh, which is kind of the equivalent to the consumer electronics show over there that we attend in January in Las Vegas. But yeah, look, and you never know when these invites are coming. I mean, for example, that Toyota, I did a Toyota Supra launch in Madrid. And we literally had two or three weeks Weren't notice. Were we at the airport when we got that? We are at the airport on our way to Berlin when we got an invite to Madrid, which was only a week or two after that particular trip. So, look, you never know what's around the corner. It was fun oh, overhearing his conversation with his wife. Yes, I had to explain <laughs> hey, that to babe. her. Yes, increasingly that's becoming a problem. But, look, and domestic travel is almost uh, every two weeks at least. You know, I'm off this week to Melbourne for a new launch, a new Ford that's out. Um, so, look, I've flown a lot this year. Nothing like this bloke who travels more than astronauts but um uh, i love traveling i've got to say and, and 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 that was another reason for leaving radio i mean I, trevor may not know this but ultimately this was my plan <laughs> well, i did plan to work for trevor at some point and being stuck to radio meant i couldn't go anywhere mm. you know and and i'd i'd been in that role for a long long time so it was time to move on i do have a passion for cars i wouldn't consider myself a car journalist I'm more of a commentator. Mm. Uh, I think I have a good feel for, for cars in general, and I try and write from you know an everyday point of view. We don't really get stuck into the nitty-gritty side of cars. Trev, you have mentioned before some of the traditional motoring journalists. You've 
have looked at mm. you guys and said, oh, mm, yeah. why, do, why do they get invited or something? And, yeah. mm. and not all the motoring journalists are at some of these events. Well, I think I said, said to you once, uh, one of the big car companies said to us, it's because you've got radio. It's because mm. you've got this. Again, make no bones about it. I'm not suggesting for a second to anyone that EFTM.com website traffic mm. equates to Bowen going to Madrid or somewhere like that. Mm. Um, I'd love it to be and maybe one day it will be and we'll grow it. But, you know, we are media people. And we, we know how to tell a story. Mm. Um, we know how to talk, you know, in the media. And so we've proven, oh, I think Bowen's proven himself just unbelievably quickly in just two spots on the Weekend Today show. And again, it's just, you know, us using our knowledge and just going, well, hang on a minute, what would make a good story? Mm. What was One of them was electric cars. Electric cars, um, yeah. And we went, well, we'll just get a Tesla, we'll get a Jaguar and we'll get mm. a Nissan. Mm. Um, easy. That's three phone calls, very easy. When you ring someone and say, we need your product for television, they respond pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, logistically a pain in the bum to, you know, get the cars there and everything, but mm. turned up and did his first live TV cross, mm. nailed it. Which was terrifying, incidentally. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And <laughs> but we, we got through it. We've since done another one and we'll do yeah. more. Yeah. Um, and it's just a matter of knowing that, you know, con- TV, radio, they need content. Mm. Um, so, you know, I do a radio spot every week about technology with a bunch of stations. A couple of them have already picked up Bowen to do some motoring mm. as well. Why not? Mm. Why not talk about a car of the week or the family car of the week or questions you've got about cars? And you ain't going to do valuations. Like mm. that's no. that radio is a different form of radio. But... Mm. People are always interested in, in new cars and things. So the benefit that we bring to those car companies is that we are willing, able, and prepared to get them exposure well beyond EFTM.com. Mm. Um, you know, they, they like the fact that we'll chat about it on the podcast. But mm. again, I'm not even pretending that that's the reason they're doing it. The relationship that we have with some of the car companies is is born around the potential for us to get much more exposure for them. And we are up front. I mean, we literally often ask, what are your coverage expectations here? Yeah, I don't you go know, anywhere without that question. You know, I still don't go anywhere without that question. Because we don't want to disappoint. We don't want to dud people. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about business class flights to exotic parts of the world, you know, so we're not in the business of just, you know, no. joining in on junkets for no reason. I, no. Despite the fact my wife wouldn't have let me, yeah, yeah. I would have knocked <laughs> back five trips this year yeah. to random places mm. because with the greatest respect to those phone companies... Mm. I'll talk about that phone when it's launched and I'll show it on the Today Show. But there's no way I'm even ringing the Today Show and saying, hey, how would you like to launch a mobile phone in Fiji? Mm. Uh, They're just going to go, yeah, nah, it's not an Apple or a Samsung. They're not at that level. So Mm. we always ask that question because I don't want to disappoint anyone. Mm. I don't don't like the idea of a PR company going, oh, can you do this? Can you get that? I'm like, nah, because so you got to know that stuff up front. That's the way we try and operate is with a bit of brutal honesty with both the PR people uh, and ourselves. Can I drop you a couple of car questions while we're on the subject? And we'll talk sure. about tech a little bit later. Give us some some of your favourite vehicles at the moment. And one of my beefs always has been with car companies is the poor amount of um, electronics. They sort of overlook what to me, and I guess a lot of people, is the single most important buying advice. I want to know my iPhone's going to work easily mm. when I jump in, stuff like that. I remember the old days that... It was a nightmare trying to get a bloody yeah. phone to work. It's a bit better now, but still a lot of companies seem to overlook those basics. Yeah. Well, in terms of smartphone connectivity in cars, you need Apple CarPlay. Right. And, and still not everyone has that, do Absolutely they? not. I mean, oh. some companies like B&W charge a premium for it, whereas <laughs> you can buy a $14,000 Suzuki Ignis, which comes standard with Apple CarPlay. Um, so that's a very important piece of technology. And literally, I mean, I know certainly in Trevor's case, people will walk away from a car if it doesn't have that. Mm. So for me, 
I, I'm, we're currently driving a car this week. It's a Nissan Pathfinder. It doesn't have Apple CarPlay. I've probably been in the last six weeks in six cars that have had it. So it's a bit disconcerting to just jump in one that doesn't have it. Look, in terms of cars at the moment, it's all about electric vehicles. And last week I had the chance to drive the new Jaguar I-Pace. So we're talking about a mainstream manufacturer who's coming on board making electric cars as opposed to Tesla, who've been the pioneers. But gee whiz, the, the future's about to change dramatically because Tesla's a bit hit and miss when it comes to build quality. They uh, admittedly were the pioneers, as I said, but they struggle in terms of interior build quality and, 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 and that sort of thing. But this Jaguar I drove last week is phenomenal, and it's really going to be a game changer, not just with them, but with all the other major brands which are slowly coming on board with electric cars. Price range for that Jag? It's... Yeah, so that's about 119000 so big money, but it is yeah. a Jaguar. Um, it's okay. a premium SUV. Uh, the Nissan Leaf is arriving soon next year, a little hatchback, so that's going to be priced around 50000 You can get a Hyundai Ionic. Uh, electric vehicle now which i think is the cheapest electric car you can buy in australia around 45 46 000. um but it's all dependent on range tesla still are the leaders when it comes to how far you can mm. go on that battery so that's the major benefit but also tesla's a price well north of a hundred thousand and in some instances close to three hundred thousand so it's a really premium segment yeah of i mean trev you used to be a big fanboy for tesla and i remember you put still a deposit are. on a car i still and you, am yeah. and i still have the deposit down um, because they are the pioneer in that space. Mm. But you've got to remember, I put that deposit down in 2016, yep. mm. right? March 2016. There was no Jaguar iPads then. Mm. Now, look, if that car comes to Australia next year and it's sixty-five dollars to $70,000, look, I don't have that money, so I probably can't buy it anyway, so I'll probably get my money, my, my $1,500 back. Mm. But right now, I think it's a real struggle to, to suggest that the Tesla Model S, for example, or, or X, mm are good value when you when you know that there's a Jaguar on the market and there's a Mercedes coming next year. And an it's Audi. Just, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's really difficult yeah. to justify. And Tesla justify that. And again, this is a fanboy moment. They have the best charging network in the world. Mm. You know, you, we drove from Brisbane to Adelaide in a Tesla and charged it all the way. No dramas, got everywhere. Um, it was just a rubbish drive. Mm. It wasn't as good a drive as you would be in a luxury car that you'd paid $300,000 for that mm. thing was worth. So they went on charging but they don't win on value and, and vehicle quality, and that's where they're going to get swamped really quickly. And, and again, this is a leadership space for us, right? You mentioned tech car companies wanting us. I think, I think the car companies know that because of the two of us, they've now realized, you know, I used to get all the cars because they, mm. they want me there for the tech stuff. I couldn't go into everything, so I started sending him, and then they realized we've actually got a proper person who knows how cars work and is willing to talk about them as a car, mm. uh, as well as a bloke who can give input on, you know, the tech side of things, and that's what he's picked up. So I see EFTM having a leadership space in electric vehicles mm. because we're, hap we're passionate about them. I would love for Tesla to be a great car. Absolutely. I just don't think I can justify it. Mm. So if you look at the next five years going electric, well, well, let's be at the forefront of that space. Well, if you can grab that space, sure. Now, yeah. am I right? Some European countries have out-mandated um, yeah. no... Elect internal uh, combustion engines. By, yeah. what, yeah. 20, late 2020s? There's a lot of 2025s, a lot of 2030s. Which isn't far away. Yeah, no, exactly. Not. I mean, Volvo, I think, <clears throat> by 2025, we're going all electric in every model. 
Every model. So it's a fair bit to do, isn't yeah. it, in those few years for, yeah. for some yeah. countries yeah, and some car that's companies? That's right. But Europe yep. are well ahead of us. I mean, you know, countries like Norway, I mean, it's just enormous there. Absolutely enormous. Um, it's just an accepted fact that electric vehicles are here and they're here to stay. There'd be some and, nerd with a graph that shows you, you know, it's, yeah. it's all about price. So when the when the price hits a certain point, it becomes a bit more mainstream and that's when it, it really mm. picks up in terms of sales. So mm. there's that balance between, you know, price and affordability that, that will make them just commonplace. And accessibility. I mean, in getting your hands yeah. on a Tesla is hard. They don't have dealerships, to be honest. Mm. Jaguar have 45 dealerships in Australia. You can buy this new electric car at any of their dealerships, including the one in Tamworth. So it's just people are skeptical currently of electric cars simply because they're just not aware of what they're capable of. Um, now they're just going to flood the marketplace, be in dealerships across the country. Uh, it's just going to be an, an amazing time. And of course, autonomous vehicles, um, which is the, another layer to this technology side of thing. That, that is getting bigger and bigger. I don't know how advanced autonomous vehicles are going to become in terms of, you know, the years to come. It's going mm. to be 20, 25 years away, at, at least, before you can sit back and read the newspaper while you drive to work. Um, but that, that's another area we're focusing on well, as well. I think you asked Bowen about cars and his favourites. I think he's sugarcoating here because he, <laughs> this morning I had to do a segment what? on, on uh, the Today Show on road trips. And right. they wanted me to bring an SUV in, so oh, I took the Nissan Pathfinder that he was driving. Yeah. So he took my Mazda 2, my, my <laughs> 2010, eight-year-old Mazda 2 yeah. for a drive. I think he loved it. I right. love anything nimble. Mm. You know, small and nimble, and that's what the Mazda 2 is. My other favourite is the Hyundai i30N, their performance yeah. um, It was a good year. Mm. That's a top car. really, really is. We get round in a little Polo. What are I, you in a Polo? Polo, that's which a I good quite car. like. Yeah, but absolutely. Uh, now, the Hyundai's seem to... Uh, we'll get off cars in a sec. You're right. But the Hyundai's seem to be a very good car. Mm. Some people have a problem with the badge still, though. Yeah, brand snobs are right? everywhere. Brand snobs. I, look, if you can overlook that, you're probably getting as good a deal as you can. Oh, there's no Mate. doubt about it. I mean, Kia and Hyundai, which are essentially the same Who's company. Who's got the edge? Or they, they're similar, aren't <clears> they? are similar they are both the same. I mean, Kia, uh, Hyundai's the parent company of Kia. Okay. Their build quality is great. They have long warranties, five to seven years. Um, the technologies in each car is amazing. It's all standard. Uh, within 10 years, they've come <clears throat> a massive way. I mean, they yeah. used to be made of Lego, basically, some yeah. of these Korean cars. Now the, they're right up there of Europeans. The best example you can give is the very popular... Toyota Corolla. Now, granted, mm. we've just driven the, the the newest Toyota Corolla, and mm. it is a very well sorted car. Mm. But you said earlier about connectivity. Now, I get in the Toyota Corolla, and it's beautiful, fit, mm. finish, drive, wonderful. But no Apple CarPlay. Mm. You go and get in a Hyundai i30, fit, there finish, it is, great, mm. drive well, Apple CarPlay. Mm. The problem is people don't look. People are brand stops and they're just buying the same car over again. Oh, I just, I'm convinced that people don't look hard enough for their car, even though you're spending so much money. It's, yeah. it's mind-boggling to it's me. the second biggest investment. It's yeah. amazing what people I go know. and do. I know. It's yeah. a complete deal-breaker for me. If I can't get that connectivity, I'll walk away. I just yeah. don't need the hassle because it's yeah. a nightmare when you're in you, the car. You don't have Apple CarPlay now, do you? I do in the Polo. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah Polo's so, mate, great. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, without cheapest that, chips. And I've, I've been, my wife's got a much better car, Mank. And I sit there for hours trying to get the phone yeah. going. It just drives you mad. Cook it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a distraction that you don't need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, boys, when you're feeling a little bit brave on your podcast, you talk mm. about your wives. Mm. Oh, Jesus. It doesn't happen a lot. Now, am I right in thinking you've both married people who were or are in the media? Yeah, so I fished first off the company wharf. Um, <laughs> my wife was a producer for uh, Andrew Harwood and then Stan Zamanik okay. and then John Harker on TUE Nights and I was doing the sports show with Peter Bosley and Andrew Moore. She was a good sort. Um, she was. Still is. Still oh, is. Still is, well, Trev. No, I'm, just talking, I'm talking about the period of time. When you met. Yeah, she, doesn't yeah. Listen, yeah. she doesn't listen to Trevor's content on any platform, <laughs> no, so don't worry about it. Never read or listened to anything. <laughs> no. She barely watched me on the TV. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I, the funny thing was I had to, it was the, during the GBUE movement, mm. you know, Hadley Jones, everyone. And so I was on the football at UE uh, and they wanted me to go to GB, UE wanted me to stay and I'm like talking to her and she's like, listen, you got to go to GB because I'm will not. i not fishing off the company wharf. So I left to UE because <laughs> I wanted to stay going out with her. In the end, she came and I, had, I was her boss at GB in the you end were. because she came and worked for Philip Clark. So yeah, my wife worked at GB for a long time with Philip Clark and then as an associate producer with Ray Hadley yep. uh, before we, uh, we had kids and now she's working in uh, local politics. Now, you like winding the Bowen up a little bit about his relationship, too, and it seems to strike a chord with him, too, If I, unless I'm reading too How much. Well, in terms of batting above my average, Mate, I guess. I mean, that's the usual that, theme. I'm a fat, ugly <laughs> heap. Yeah. You're a fat, bald heap. Yeah, I know. Former redhead. I've had no luck in life in She's that a television news person. Yeah, look, she's attractive, but look, I hunted her down at 2GB. Persistence <laughs> paid, paid off. She was an overnight newsreader there, then she became breakfast editor and a general duties reporter. Let's just stop for a second. Breakfast <laughs> news editor, I mean, she works from, you know, some early hour <laughs> through to at least middle of the morning. Mm. Old bloke here gets in at maybe seven, mm. if he's lucky, uh, to work on a nine. He works three hours a day. Yeah, let's I, be honest, I, right? I, I works three hours for a, day, a long time. Presses five buttons mm. an hour. Mm. Very well, though. Gets paid through the grill and off he goes. Mm. So he would have been a pest, mm. like well, mega. Well, the way I pestered her, it was interesting because he communicated with the newsreader on the hour, tell her what's happening in terms of what we're doing. Here we go. We're about to go to the news. And I, I would pester her down the intercom. She was in a separate studio that you couldn't see. And, you know, from the moment I spotted her, I actually said to my colleague, Mark Levy, who was a groomsman at my wedding, I said, I'm going to marry that girl. I spotted her through the window and, and it just went from there. I so mean, it's creepy when you say it back. Are we allowed to mention her name? Yeah, good. Gillian Bowen. Gillian Bowen. Mm. There you go. Yeah, you know, she's on Channel 10. She'll see her pop up every now and then as a reporter. She's a good girl. But yep. uh, yeah, look, you, in this industry, and well, that industry that I worked in at the time, you need to almost be with someone who understands yeah, the environment true. that you're working in because it is un, it's an unusual <laughs> world, very unusual I world. I actually don't know how you would cope having oh. a conversation with your partner about yeah. what goes on in our world yeah. in, in media. And we've had this conversation with people very mm. close to us recently. Mm. It's just a different game. It's a different game, radio, yeah. media, TV, and you, to understand the politics of it, let alone mm. the egos mm. and all that stuff is difficult. So I think it helps to have someone that can just know. I would often go home, and I used to live on the Central Coast, and relay a, something that had happened during the day to one of my mates, and they would just find it extraordinary and go, how does that happen? <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's just extraordinary. But, you know, to the point where my wife worked with Ray for, I don't know how many years, probably three or four, maybe. Mm, mm. Um, and so, you Ray know, when you, we're talking about. Yeah, when you mm. work for someone for that long, you, you pick up their idiosyncrasies, right? And so... Yeah. You know, she. I'll do something and she'll say, listen, and I'll be, oi, Ray. It's funny, actually, isn't <laughs> oh, mate, it? Yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah. I say, you listen, Ray. Yeah. And then she quickly rescinds <laughs> back into her normal self. And <laughs> it's just it's just how it works, right? But yeah. when you've had that, that, that's how close our relationship is. We worked with the same person in terms mm. of, and that's a, that's a very unique environment. So a lot of shared experiences, a lot of shared knowledge, and just makes the conversation about work and, and life a little bit easier. Mm. Okay, um... Three blokes talking tech. Let's talk a little bit about tech. Now, where have you been on your tech well, travels I don't know if year? Stephen Fennick's going to be very happy with this conversation. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Although, as I say to him all the time, I control the podcast audio, so <laughs> good luck to bring anyone in. Um, yeah. Where have I been? Jesus, I don't know, everywhere. Um, I got an email yesterday from Virgin that told me, oh, like, yes, you know, yeah. you're like, it's just an end of year, you know, it's like Spotify tell you how many songs you've listened to. I get one from Virgin that tells me how many kilometres I've flown, hmm. and that's only with them. And they're like, you're in the top 1% of... Really? 
Virgin fires. You and spent like, six days in the air, apparently. Yeah, that's last just year. that's just with Virgin. Well, that yeah. doesn't count Etihad and all that. So yeah. I mean, it was probably my last year was maybe bigger, mm. but I have to do. So the you numbers. are a you are a Virgin fanboy. Can I say <laughs> that? And you you <laughs> don't really seem to like Qantas. No, I no. just I don't have the best experience with them. Yeah. I just find every time I fly with them, they're either, they're late, or the crew's not as nice as they are in Virgin. Mm. And look, I hope it's not a status thing because with Virgin, I'm platinum. And with Qantas, I'm barely gold. But, you know, there is that. There's just a familiarity to them. They're just It's just a different experience. I, I find flying – so if Samsung ring me and say – and this happened this year. They said, we're going to – we've got an event in New York. Mm. I go, can I fly Virgin? Mm. I'll fly Virgin to LA and Delta. Thanks very much. Every other journal on the planet will say, I want to go Qantas. Can I go Qantas? Mm. And that's fine. But I would prefer to fly Virgin every time. Their business class is amazing. And we're fortunate. We, it's egotistic. We're fortunate we get to fly business class. But yeah, the standard three events in the year are CES in Las Vegas, uh, IFRA in Berlin, and Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. Plus, you know, I think there's been four Apple launches this year, um, two mm. to three Samsung uh, launches, because they, they're doing their own separate thing now outside of those big events. Um, and I can't even remember the others, but I've I've flown a lot. Last year in 2017, it was 86 days because, of course, my wife counted. Um, <laughs> I actually think I'd probably top that this year because we started the year pretty heavy on with some European trips that were a bit bit unnecessary, frankly. And I do I do look back on trips, even though my wife won't, won't believe it. I look back on trips and go, that was a waste of time. I yeah. should not have gone on that. Mm. Um, great bonding experience with the team and learning about your company and whatever, but I didn't make any content out of this. If I didn't do a Today Show Cross or have some exclusive for the website, it was a stupid thing to do, right? So mm. I, I do put that filter on it now, and that's one of the can reasons I'm not. Can I just it. ask you on that point, though? But if you're all in with the company, you've sort of, they're helping you, you've sort of got to help them too. You, can you yeah. cherry pick your trips, though? I mean, yeah, you went oh, to, absolutely. did you go to Chicago with Apple for an Apple? And it was really just a high school announcement. What yeah, was but that? it was, but, it was, a, it was a new iPad. So it was a new affordable iPad that had pencil okay. functionality. And frankly, Apple's always going to get TV. But it was a smaller. Just ask MediaWatch. Deal, wasn't it? You, know? <laughs> you got the um, mention there. You know, you... <laughs> the, the thing is an Apple event is always going to get media attention. Yeah. And so I can do, at an Apple event, I'll normally do 28 to 30 radio interviews on the launch day. Okay. So I get good value out of that in terms of I'm on the phone, I'm talking to people. That means lots of people around Australia hearing my name. And if that gives them any incentive to Google me or look me up, then they're going to find FTM. So that's the, that's the backstory and that's the win. Plus, you know, I, I got television because of radio. Gary mm. McNabb was a producer at, the, at a current affair, mm. uh, rang me one day and said, uh, g'day, mate, um, any chance you'd be interested in doing a story on a current affair? And I went, oh, Okay. And it was about spying, mobile spying. And I went, I'll do anything. Um, and I said to him, I said, because uh, we had to reshoot, it was weird. Anyway, yeah. um, I said, where did you find me? He goes, I hear you on the radio with uh, probably Stuart Bocking or someone back yeah. then in the afternoons on 2UE. So, you know, there's, you know, you get heard, you get found places. So, mm. but yeah, I, I weigh up trips based on a lot of things. And sometimes it's just to get freaking fly status. There's no <laughs> doubt. Um, but most of the time it's, can I get good coverage out of this? And who else is going? You know, is it is it kind of exclusive? Is there any exclusivity in it? Um, and yeah, there's a mate. I have relationships with a lot of companies. You know, financial relationships, and I disclose all of those on the website. But you know, I can't you know afford to pay the rent uh, if we don't have financial relationships with companies. And you know, Samsung is a good example. We do some uh, editorial content. Uh, I call it supported editorial, not sponsored content, because to me, I'm not going to publish something on the website over Christmas because it's a down period, just because someone says so. But if they've got an, if someone's got an idea for a piece of content that, you know, what's well, actually good, it's a good guide, how to do this or what is, what is that thing or what is that technology? And you're prepared to pay for my time to write that content, bring it on. You know, 
uh, but I get full editorial control. And so, yeah, there's times where you go, you know what, do I go to Korea with Samsung for three days of my life and I can't even tell anyone why I'm there? Yeah, I do, because they're, they're, a, they're a very important company to my world. Mm. And if I'm going to get any exclusive info there, that's good. Plus, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help me with the, with the stuff that we're doing editorially. So, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why I do trips, but most of them are just because I want to get my head on TV and, and they're a good trip. Mm. We're at a weird place in tech. I heard you chatting the other day about the upcoming CES and you sort of said, well, there's not a lot really going on. There's mm. not, not, we're at a level where the phones are all pretty good and they mm. just seem to be yeah. minor upgrades at the moment. And mm. Hasn't been a lot of innovation at the moment. Yeah, I, and I, I'm, I've just switched to a sorry, $450 phone because you know what? I say it all the time to people, why are you buying the big phones, even though they're great. Mm. Um, there's some good phones out there. So I thought I'd better try this for more than three days. So I'm going to try it for a few weeks. But you look at CES and you go, okay, so we're going to get 8K TVs next year. Like, in, you know, like that was announced at, at Berlin by Samsung. I can't imagine they won't bring them to Australia. So let, let's just assume that and assume LG tries to catch up as well. Outside of that, we're going to get more devices that work with Google and Alexa. And even though Bowen's got 16,000 connected devices in his home, <laughs> he's still unique. You know, a lot of people don't have that smart mm. home stuff. A lot of people have got a Google Home and nothing connected to it. Mm. And so that's the next big market for companies is all those people that got a Google Home Mini for free from Woolworths, how do we sell them a light bulb, you know, mm. that can be controlled through that? How do we get them into the next level, which is smart home? Because I'm telling you, once you've, once you've said, hey, to Google, I'm not saying it together for a purpose, um, turn on the light and it turns on, mm. you go, oh, wow. It's funny, you know, I, I was at Harvey Norman on the weekend looking for a smart plug that I can plug into the Christmas tree to turn it off remotely. Couldn't find it, but long story. But there was a guy there who was buying a Google Home. It was actually a Google Mini, and he would have been about my age. And he asked the, the sales bloke, he said, so can I ask this thing what the weather will be? And I'm thinking, mate, you've got no idea what this thing is capable of. <laughs> First of all, why would you ask it what the weather is? I mean, open the window. Open the window. <laughs> but yeah, look, uh, we are early adopters because we get sent a lot of project products. But you're right. I don't have sixteen thousand devices, but I do have a lot. I mean, I can boil my kettle from this, from the studio them. if we if we want to. My wife won't allow them in the yes, house. Yes, exactly. So Aesthetically, it's a bit of a drama for you, but I've I've got free reign at my house uh, with my wife. She's a uh, she's a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> she loves Google Home actually. Well, just on. Smart homes, that's another one of my bugbears, is yeah. that it is so, you mentioned it, it's so still so difficult to get the basic stuff, like mm. to find plugs that will easily mm. work. You you talked about so, a door lock once, to, to get a digital door lock where you can have maybe an app on your phone, there's just so few options. Yeah, I think the problem is just retailers were burnt early on. So I, I did a lot of work with Officeworks a couple of years ago and they were... I don't know that they were they were frank about it, but they, I got the sense that they were burnt by the by going early on smart home. They they okay. set aside space for it and went and actually they went too early. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it was hard. The problem is the retail displays need to work flawlessly every time, or people aren't going to buy them. Um, so we're getting to a point now again. Uh, it's annoying because we basically black hole all that stuff that's happened and go radio. How do we do it now? And you got mm. Bunnings selling stuff now, so it is getting more prolific. And really now all people need to look for. So when I first, when I when we renovated our place we moved into, this was 2014 or something, 2013, mm. um, I got light switches in every room. I got, you know, all these things, the smart lock on the door. Mm. None of them work with Google Home, mm. okay? So a couple of them now have been upgraded so they do, but when it first came out, they didn't. So, you know, it's when you're an early adopter, you suffer from those things. So unfortunately, there's a bit, few people were burnt by it. But I'm confident that the majority of people just didn't get into it and are waiting for that moment when it is easy. And now that you can just say it works with Google or it works with Alexa, it is becoming much easier to sort out, I mm. think. 
Oh, I agree. Um, I'm so connected. I just got a notification saying that my vacuum at home is just <laughs> just uh, finished cleaning. Cleaning oh, really? complete. Okay. Um, so, like, it is. I find yeah. it fun. I, I just find these products fun. Um, do I need them? No. Does the broader community at large need them? No. But look, they're gadgets that people are investing in slowly but surely. And I guess, you know, as they come online, they will do more things that are far more effective and, and make sense. Smart Home will be a big feature of CES, though. Mm. Back to your question. Yeah. 8K, Smart Home, and probably I can't think there'll be a third thing other than there'll be a bit of probably electric car talk. Yeah, electric cars and autonomous vehicles. That's been the, the topic for the last two years. It'll be more of the same this year yeah. or next year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. look, before I wind this up, uh, guys, and We're take advantage up. of your hair. We're being wound up. No, we've wound got a up. bit to go, yeah. It's a slow oh. wind up. Oh, okay. Um, ask run, me anything you I want, want your opinions on Just a few ask things. Any, who's given you an ask you anything? Oh, hey. anything? Has any money changed hands between you and KO? KOFM? Yeah. No, no, KO Sports. Oh, right, I'm going, what? Okay, I'm with a very personal deal. No. The people that... News Corp, but Foxtel, whoever owns yeah. the damn thing, mm. must be very happy with your endorsements Mate, because you think it's a pretty good product. I was blown away by it. It, it. it is the most amazing streaming offering we've seen yet. I think it's better than what Stan initially launched with and stuff like that. I sat down with Julian Ogren and talked to him about it. Um, Which is a separate podcast. He was just, to, to be honest, he, he was very he was very coy. He wasn't really being open about it, but it was just good to good to get some FaceTime. Um, I've, I had, we were both using it on the weekend of, was it Bathurst or the Bathurst, Newcastle, yeah, Newcastle yeah. V8s? No, yep. Newcastle oh, sorry. V8s. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and Barnes sending me screenshots going, it's, it's a bit, you know, it's flaking up and stuff and switching Buffering. back to 10. Mm. Um, I noticed that cause I watched Formula One and the big thing there was multi-screen and I noticed it buffering and it was before my interview. So I took it in, took some photos in and they've set up some monitoring cause they're, you know, they're, they're desperately interested in, you know, any feedback like that. So I think that technically they're not a hundred percent there yet, but I think they are, well on top of the game in terms of stopping anyone else doing a live sport. Like, I mean, good luck trying to launch Without something Without buying the rights themselves yep. for the yeah. sport. Mm. Yep. I mean, it's, it's it's phenomenal. It's interesting, isn't it? They've got that multi-screen before Foxtel's been able to offer this it. This is the point, mm. right? There's mm. so many people with Foxtel who are mm. now missing out. <laughs> and I don't know what they're going to get when NRL comes around with rights and stuff. I have no idea. But what they did for Formula One fans has made me not want 4K Formula One. I want multi-screen Formula One. Mm. That's a big deal because 4K looks spectacular. Yeah. I, I, I've been told Foxtel is now scrambling to make sure they get that multi-screen feature, yeah, right. I think, because you can imagine. when people realise... You're paying that, premium Foxtel and you're getting something that someone for 25 bucks can get? Yeah. That's crazy if you yeah. can't get that same thing. Yeah. So it, it feels to me like a really weird business setup, James, that they've just gone, oh, we'll just farm... Why wouldn't you just make it Fox Sports streaming? I don't, I don't get it, to be honest, but... It is definitely good service and highly sure. recommended. You at least so, check it out. So you would spend money on that's about you get in for twenty five bucks a month, yeah, thirty five if you need three. But mm. who, who'd need three? Who'd need three? Unless you're sharing it with three mates, <laughs> two mates. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You could be charging them twenty five each, and you'd be getting yours for free, right? There you go. Um, what else would you spend your money on? I'm, 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 this intrigues me. There's so many options now. So so mm. let's say if you had a spend of. Fifty bucks or a hundred bucks. What would be? What would you You're spend in terms it on? of streaming and things like that? Yeah. So say your budget's a month. Okay. Okay. What, so what would you? What would you get? You've got to have a music service. Yep. So you've got to have Apple or Spotify. Mm. And you tend to be favouring Apple. Lately. I've got both, and I pay for both um, because I'm an idiot. But um, I, I would favour Apple Music because I'm a. I have an Apple family, so yep. my kids have iPods, and we pay seventeen ninety nine a month, which means the kids. If they're at school and they say, did you hear that new song? They can just get home and type it into the iPad and it's done, right? Mm. So I've got Apple Music. I would recommend Apple Music. Yep. I, I, to be honest, I'd have both Stan and Netflix. Mm. Just, you know, 
10 and 15 bucks a month. So there's 25 more gone because there's just so much content on there. It's crazy. YouTube premium, you, you've got that? Yeah, look, I've got YouTube premium. Yeah. I, I probably will get rid of that soon yeah. because, okay, I'm a, it's pretty easy to wait five seconds and skip the ad. Yeah. Mm. So that's the only reason oh, I wanted it and it's mm. not that big a deal and I'm not watching their Karate Kid stuff. So, mm. yeah, so I'd stick with Stan and, and Netflix and I would probably then, if I didn't have Foxtel in the house, I'd, I'd get KO. KO. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably missing something already, but that's the top of mind. That gives me streaming on the go. Podcasts are free, so I'm using Pocket Cast there. Mm. I've got Stan and Netflix probably on my TV at home and, um, and KO's ready to go on the Apple TV. What about you? Yeah, look, I, I'm the same. I mean, I, I brushed the Foxtel satellite um, subscription. I, I didn't need the two boxes anymore, and I've currently got KO. Uh, I, I did get off it briefly on the weekend because it was annoying me in terms of the buffering and the 14-day okay. free trial was up, but I have <laughs> subsequently signed up again. Um, they'll fix that problem, no doubt. Yeah, standard Netflix. You need standard Netflix, particularly with kids, yeah. <laughs> for the kids' channel in particular. Apple Music all the way. I'm uh, not really a Spotify fan. And, yeah, I don't worry about things like YouTube Premium and the like. I'll tell you what, it does pay to do, do a bit of a spring clean when it comes yeah. to subscriptions every now and then because it's amazing how quickly it all adds up. You What's forget it? what you're you, you overlook it. I know for, if you do it once on your credit card, you go, oh, I'll sort this out next time. Yeah, that's right. You just yeah. – you, you, you don't see it anymore. It's kind of it's awful true. to say. Before you know you're years down the track. Yeah, you yeah. sound like someone who's loaded, but you know, I could do with saving that 20, 30 bucks a month and make a big difference. Well, but, so, well yeah. so can I, but it is a hassle to unsubscribe. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, I had, what is the um, American for Howard Stern? What is it? Um, oh, um, um, Sirius. Oh, d- 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 Sirius, don't subscribe yeah. from Sirius. You've got to ring them up. It's yeah. US oh, really? office hours. I mean, it's it bloody ridiculous. Mm. Stan asks a lot of questions when you unsubscribe. Mm. They do. They, they don't think they try and make it difficult. I think they try and make sure that you really want to go and that they learn. Learn why you're going. That's so a survey. Yeah. Churn's yeah. a big problem, right? Mm. Foxtel doesn't have a churn problem because people know they've got a box. It seems like a big deal. Yep. If mm. there was one button to unsubscribe and resubscribe from Stan and Netflix, mm. I reckon people would flick and choose more regularly than they do now. Mm. But mm. luckily for Stan and Netflix, they're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think Stan's doing well. I haven't seen any numbers. We never do. But I feel like they're, they're continuing to gain ground, which yeah. is good for them. Yeah, although they keep putting back that break-even date. Right, and they okay. say because they're investing more, I'm, I guess that's genuine. You've mm. got to take them at face value. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, and and uh, now it's owned by nine. And um, Outright, yeah, true. Yeah, mm. yeah. interesting stuff. Um, boys, this is just about it. What should we watch out for on EFTM? You've got the big CES coverage coming up. Yeah. Um, um, now you're there with John this year. Yeah, so John, uh, so we, there's five of us going, myself, Bowen, my mate Flipsy, who is a good car bloke, so he'll write some car stuff, but basically he's, he's the is mum he, over there. Is he... Um, he looks after what us. You, what's his nickname? Um, Flipsy. No, who's the guy from... Uh, Stig. Stig, who's the Stig? Stig? So Rob Locke is Stig. Rob Locke right. used to work at 2GB, did all the audio production. He's a genius audio producer and video producer. He yeah. makes all of our short form and, and vlog videos. Um, and then John Abood, who is Ray Hadley's panel operator today. Mm. Okay. Um, and, you know, he's taken... He's on holidays, obviously. So, uh, yeah, he's coming to join us because he is just... He's, he's a great young kid. He's 21. He's a top bloke, yeah. Never been to America. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be hilarious, so that's important for the video. Uh, and mate, he's <laughs> never been to Vegas. He's there, 21. You'll be living vicariously through him, you two. Oh, I can see well, Absolutely, right. yeah. He, he's a very good writer, so hopefully he'll uh, he'll be great for content too. But, uh, mm. yeah, I think we've got the I think we've got the right team, um, and it's a big event. Like, it's, it's weird because it's off-season for everyone, you know, radio, mm. TV, everything. So probably don't do as much media as I would if that event was in July. Yeah. Um, but it's a really important setup for us because we do a lot of commercial deals to, to you know, provide content for people over there. I'll give an example, Hisense, I do every night I go, like when the halls are empty at 1am, I just walk around with an iPhone mm. recording my daily rap and they, 
Hisense produced that into a little video that they publish on their social channels. You know, that's how we make money. If mm. people are wondering how this whole rort goes on, <laughs> that's how we make money that yeah. funds. So we don't, we're not sponsored as in, you know, other journos will go as a guest of Samsung or a guest of, of LG. We're not a guest of anyone. We're a guest of everyone. Uh, pretty much every major company has some way. So you book your own fares. I book my yep. own. Accommodation. Che- cheap flights economy with Virgin Australia. Mm. Still five people at it. Sh- we share a room. Time. Yeah, this yeah. is a, a $40,000 exercise for EFTM every year. Mm. Yeah. with When you're factoring car hire and, yeah. and all the um, uh, meals and stuff, you know, mm. it's a big deal. So it's a good, it's also a good scene setter for us. And then the year kicks off pretty heavily because there's going to be a bunch of events early in the year too. So mm. it's going to be solid, but um, we'll, we'll keep working hard through the Chrissy just to get ourselves ready for New Year because essentially we're still not really ready in the office. We're not finished, so we've got yeah. a bit of work to do when we get back to finish things off, but then we'll be full swing into making content. Uh, someone opened our door of the office the other day because <laughs> we didn't lock it stupidly and just stand there going, what do you blokes do? Because <laughs> we're, we're EFTM written everywhere. And I said, mate, we make content. <laughs> that's what we do. So yeah. that's the best description we can have. So, yeah, that's what mm. we do. Well, you're making good content, boys. I enjoy it. And, I think you've um, failed in the Ask Me Anything. You've been of... given an open-ended Ask Me Anything to Bowen. I was just very disappointing. Huh? <laughs> what? He was just open. I'll ask me anything. You, you ask him something. No, you? I don't want to ask him anything. No, don't ask me anything, Trevor. <laughs> I won't be giving you answers to anything. Trust All right, me. Look, uh, great talking to you both. Many thanks for that. Uh, no, no worries. Thanks for having us. And um, uh, we appreciate people's interest in EFTM. EFTM.com. Hit us up. Always good to hear from people, and uh, and yeah, always good to have your interest, James. We appreciate your support. Okay, boys. All righty. Thanks, James. We'll see you. Podcast end. <laughs> Triple M.